We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs, to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks. Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hey everybody, it is Michelle and I am coming at you with a little mini-sode today to talk about if I was going to play favorites with a macronutrient, it would be protein. And that is not to say that fats and carbohydrates are not amazing and necessary for overall wellness and thriving in our lives. Um, protein is probably because I focus so much on strength training, especially strength training for women, especially for strength training, um, with women, um, 40 and over, um, protein is such an important piece of the puzzle when we think about not only progressing with our training, but, um, growing, um, building, maintaining muscle mass, which is so important for us as we get older. Um, but also protein helps our immune system. It helps our hormones. Um, and it helps us feel really satisfied and satiated, satiated. Yeah. When, um, when we eat protein, you might notice that, um, when you eat a meal, if it's, um, if you eat, um, like a large portion of meat at your meal or dairy products, you will likely feel fuller or more full and satisfied for longer than if you eat just rice alone. Okay. Um, and this is just how our body digests and metabolizes the macronutrients um, of fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. But protein is pretty amazing because while we don't typically, we don't really ever use protein as a source of energy in the same way that we would use carbohydrates and fats, protein is what helps us build and rebuild and repair 
our muscles and our ligaments and tissues. Okay. So um, if you are somebody who is strength training um, or you are starting to implement more strength training, if you are more active or currently active, protein is a macronutrient that you are likely going to want to pay a little attention to. And the folks that I work with um, are doing just that. They are strength training or have been strength training for a while or just starting. Um, and they usually come to me for nutrition support when they are feeling hangry, when they are feeling exhausted, when they are feeling um, like their strength progress has kind of plateaued or even gone backwards, um, when they're not hitting those milestones or those goals the way that they think that they should be, a lot of times some tweaks in our nutrition, especially with protein, can make a really huge difference. And I'm going to really target this conversation today. Um, you'll hear me talk a lot about women, um, mostly because that is really who I work with a lot of the times for nutrition coaching. And that's not to say that I don't work with men or I don't work with non-binary folks. Um, it's just that for protein, especially for women, um, especially for women who um, have grown up or have spent most of their lives in uh, following that like move more, eat less kind of mantra. And now we're trying to move more when they are 35, 40, 45, 50 years old. They're trying to move more, especially with strength training. And it's not quote unquote working um, because they are likely not actually feeding themselves sufficiently. Um, and that's a whole other conversation for another day about the idea of eating enough to actually be fueling your workouts so that you are thriving in your workouts and you're not just going through the motions, right? And um, that's really important to be fed. And, you know, with strength training in particular, a lot of folks following that move more, eat less kind of mantra um, may not see on their Fitbits or their Apple watches the calorie being burnt as super high with strength training. So they may not be even recognizing, and this may be you, um, you may not even be recognizing that um, you actually do need to eat more. So this episode about protein is specifically in reference to protein needs for folks who are strength training and also possibly doing some endurance or high intensity interval cardio training. Um, and you wanna make sure that you are reaping the benefits of that activity that you are doing. And if you are not eating enough protein, if you're not eating enough in general, you are not going to see and feel the benefits that you're hoping to, okay? So 
protein, in addition to supporting our immune system um, and hormone production, protein is most well known for rebuilding and repairing our muscles. And why does this matter in relation to strength training? This matters in relation to strength training because when we lift weights, especially at a challenging enough amount of weight to be putting stress on our muscles and on our bones and on our joints um, so that we should be then growing muscle, um, that muscle growth and strength increase actually comes from when our muscles repair. What helps us repair our muscles is recovery time and protein, all right? Protein is going to help us build those muscles. And yes, you do need carbohydrates and fats to also support us metabolizing protein properly. Um, but we're, like I said, we're just going to focus on protein today. And one of the most common questions I get as a nutrition coach is, well, you say I need more protein, like how much protein do I need? And this oftentimes the easiest way to determine how much protein you need is based on your activity level, your body composition, and your age, okay? And as we get older, we are likely going to need more protein because we process it a little differently as we get older, as our digestion changes, as our metabolism changes a bit, but also because we are actually actively losing muscle as we get older. And that's why strength training is so strongly recommended for folks um, in your late 30s and beyond because we start losing muscle at an increasing rapid rate each decade. And to prevent and to maintain the, our, what, the muscle mass that we have and to actually build more muscle so that we're stronger, more mobile, more independent humans as we age, um, we need to strength train and we need to support that strength training with protein, okay? So I hope that um, all makes sense for you. So again, how much do I need? My general recommendation, and I'm gonna go through some numbers here. So if you, this is a content warning here, I'm gonna talk about um, some, some formulas and I'm gonna talk a little bit about calories here and some weight examples. So if that is uncomfortable or triggering for you, please discontinue listening here. Um, but in general, when I am working with folks who are strength training, I strongly recommend having a protein range of 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of weight. And that might seem like, holy shit, that's a lot of protein, but we're gonna get into the different ways that you can get protein um, into your diet with, and you might have to put a little extra effort into paying attention to this at first, um, but I'm going to give you some ways to keep it simple and keep it easy. Okay. Um, so if we're thinking about these numbers of 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilograms of weight, first of all, if you were in the United States, we so desperately want to be different than everybody else. 
you may not understand or utilize um, kilograms, all you're gonna do is take your body weight in pounds and divide it by 2.2. And that's gonna give you your body weight in kilograms. This does not mean that I want you to run to the scale and jump on it so you can get an exact amount. All right, that's not really necessary, um, especially if you're somebody who isn't weighing yourself. So you can get a general estimate because unless, and we've talked about this in episodes in the past, unless you are like in a physique or bikini competition, bodybuilding competition, or even like a like real serious powerlifting competition where you might really want to very hyper-focus on macro tracking and macro manipulation, even for folks who are strength training for general wellness um, even, and that's not to say that you don't have like goals for like, if you, you might have a specific goal on how much you want to deadlift, um, or you might be actually training for that. Um, even still that general range of 1.8 to 2.2 or even 2.4 grams of protein, um, is a pretty good overall roundabout estimate for you. So. If you have a range of how much you weigh, then that's probably okay. Just pick a number and go with it and start with it. All right, don't stress about it. I'm also going to give you another way um, to estimate, um, which can be, which is really, really helpful. And it means that you don't need to be weighing and measuring all of your food all the time, which is not something I recommend um, for many people, especially for the long run. So in general, excuse me, gotta stay hydrated here. It's hot here in Boston again. Um, in general, if you are aiming for that range of grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, all right? So depending on how much you weigh, you are going to have a different range of protein needs. And typically speaking on days when you are training hard or you have an especially rigorous training program, you might want to err on the higher side of protein intake. And you might also want to ensure that you are getting protein and carbohydrates before and after your training session. But in general, eating 20 to 40 grams of protein at each meal and or snack evenly spaced throughout the day is allowing your body to have a nice even flow and income of protein throughout the day to then be utilized as it's needed. Okay, excuse me. So if you are somebody who is new to all of this, um, if you were to come to me as a one-on-one -on -one client, this is typically where we would begin. And a way to estimate 20 to 40 grams of protein is by your palm. And this works especially well when we're thinking about um, meat or fish. So like a palm size portion of chicken breast or a palm size portion of haddock or a palm size hamburger, okay? Um, that will generally give you a pretty good idea of 20 to 40 grams of protein. And um, 
for folks in larger bodies, you might want actually want to use um, two palms because you might actually need more protein to be meeting that range of protein that you need. So um, trying to evenly space out consistently throughout the day, 20 to 40 grams of protein um, is a very basic way of helping you think about if you are getting quote unquote enough protein throughout your day. So how do you get this protein? So first of all, if you are a meat eater or an omnivore and you are eating meat and dairy products, one of the number one ways to get protein is through meat, through fish and through dairy products like Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, milk, okay? Um, these are excellent, excellent sources of protein. Um, and then we also have, um, if you are thinking about, um, if you are plant-based or you are playing around with being plant-based, again, if you eat dairy, excellent sources of protein. Eggs, excellent sources of protein, okay? If you are somebody who eats eggs. Beans, leguines, tempeh, tofu, edamame, really good sources of protein. And also sometimes this surprises folks, but almost all foods contain some protein in them. Um, and that some protein in unexpected places can really help add up to get to your protein goal, especially if you were looking at that 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So for instance, a fist-sized portion of broccoli, which is a pretty good basic-sized portion of broccoli, has three grams of protein. Um, peanut butter, a tablespoon of peanut butter, a thumb-sized portion of peanut butter. Um, we typically think of peanut butter as being primarily a fat source, but that also has three grams of protein. A medium-baked potato has four grams of protein. A cupped handful of quinoa has five grams of protein, right? So, um, and off the, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure black beans has like eight grams of protein in it in a serving of pro, uh, black beans. So you do have ways to get protein into your diet without necessarily it always or ever being meat. Supplements, things like protein powder, bone broth, right? Those can really help you hit your protein goals, especially on training days. I, in my professional opinion, don't recommend having multiple supplements of protein throughout the day. So if you have protein powder for breakfast, sometimes you might also need it as a snack. But honestly, if you can try to get your protein in from whole foods as much as possible. And by whole foods, I mean things that you're eating, not as a supplement, um, the better. Okay. Um, but there is nothing wrong with supplementing, especially if it makes it easier, more convenient, if it simplifies things for you and helps you hit those goals. Now, um, you may have heard when you are plant-based, that you have to like pair your protein sources together. And this is because while meats 
have all of the amino acids in them that you need to live. Um, plant sources don't necessarily have all the essential amino acids that you need. So by making sure that you have a wide variety of sources of protein, you are going to get those, right? So your body needs a wide range of essential amino acids. And if you are always choosing various sources of protein, including plant-based sources of protein, you are likely going to hit all of those, especially as you look at it over the long run. So that's just a little overview of that. If you need more specific examples or want more specific examples, especially for if you are plant-based and looking for more support with getting more protein in for you, please reach out because you might be somebody who a couple of sessions of nutrition coaching could be really, really beneficial for you. All right. So there is no best protein. There's no best diet. So just make sure that you are trying to eat a varied, diverse menu of foods. And this is, we talked about this in the, um, excuse me, micronutrient episode two, that if you're eating wide variety of produce and mushrooms and things, you are likely going to hit almost all of your vitamin and mineral needs in the long run by eating a varied and diverse menu of foods. Okay. So we have gone over that an ideal amount of protein for most people, especially folks who are strength training, folks who are getting older. Um, and you know, if you are sick or injured, getting some extra protein can be also beneficial to your immune system and um, if you're injured, rebuilding those muscles and ligaments, depending on what the injury is, right? So um, getting in an ideal amount of protein and um, from a varied diverse source throughout your day are probably the two most important things that you can know about protein. Um, one question that I get sometimes is, um, can I eat too much protein? And honestly, unless you are somebody with like kidney disease or liver disease, if you have some other very specific medical conditions for which you should be working with a medical professional, your doctor, registered dietitian for, you probably are not going to like overdose on protein. Um, it's actually really hard to eat too much protein because protein is so satiating because it is so filling. Um, and honestly, most of our like research has not really shown that you can act, that you can overdose on protein. So don't worry about eating too much of it. What most people, You're also probably not deficient. And I can't remember if I said this at the beginning of the episode or not, but um, most folks living um, in North America um, are not deficient in protein. 
um, which would be about 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Um, so that's like the bare minimum of what you should be getting each day for, you know, survival purposes. Um, and most people are not deficient in protein. Most people are hitting that mark, but most folks are falling short and having enough protein to really thrive. Um, and that's the difference. So I hope that's kind of what you take away here. And if you are still thinking, Michelle, that's a, that's like so much food. Like if you just calculated how many grams of protein um, that range is, please take a deep breath. And this is not necessarily, this is not something to become obsessed with or freak out about. Start with the minimum or even less. Think about how much protein you are getting in your diet currently, and then slowly start to increase it. Think about what you can add to your meals that could also add a little protein boost, right? So could you add into your morning smoothie some peanut butter or some uh, powdered peanut butter, which off, first of all, I think the powdered peanut butter blends better into a smoothie, um, makes for a better texture than regular peanut butter. But also um, you're getting like the protein boost without necessarily um, the fat that is in peanut butter. And there's nothing wrong with the fat that is in peanut butter. But if you're already getting fats through a lot of, through cheese and through avocado and through olive oil and things like that, you may just, you know, want the protein boost, the powdered protein, um, powdered peanut butter, excuse me, <laughs> um, can add a nice little boost in there. Um, again, uh, spinach has protein in it. Broccoli has protein in it. So when we look at all these other pieces, we can look at things that we can add to our menu that's going to boost up our protein and start small. And this is where, again, having a coach to work in a more individualized sort of way can be really, really useful. Um, and this doesn't even need to be something that's for like six months, 12 months, right? It could be a couple of sessions to help you kind of go through what your current protein intake looks like, what your current daily menu looks like without judgment, just objectively, and then look at how your sleep is, how your energy is, um, are you making progress with your fitness goals? And then looking at those things kind of side by side in an objective way, and then looking at some strategies and habits that can be integrated into your day with simplicity, with ease, so that you're consistent, right? Because we're looking for sustainability over the long run. So those are like my main points about protein is that you're likely not eating too little. You're probably not eating too much protein. Um, you probably could be integrating some more protein into your daily menu to really support an active lifestyle, especially with strength training, um, especially if you are entering the menopause transition, if you are you know, 40, 45, 50 years old, 
Um, and you can hit protein goals each day without hyper-focusing on that mic that macro nutrient range that I gave you of 1.8 to 2.2, um, by using your hand, by using your palm. And so hopefully this was helpful for you. Um, ideally, you know, if you are using dairy, um, as your main protein, if you are not eating, um, meat or fish, um, try to look for things like Greek yogurt, Icelandic yogurt that have 15 to 25 grams of protein in them for a, you know, a, a cup of yogurt, because then you're really maximizing, um, that dose <laughs> of protein in a sitting. Um, and really try to find things that you enjoy. So again, hope this was helpful for you. If you have questions or you'd like me or Marissa to dig deeper, dive a little deeper into protein or any of the other macros um, in another mini-sode, please email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. If you have very individualized questions or want individualized support, because again, everything in this episode is generalized information. It is not meant to be, um, you know, individual recommendations. Um, but if you're looking for individualized recommendations, both Marissa and I have a few spots open right now for one-on-one -on -one nutrition clients. So please reach out again, strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we can set up a time to chat about how to work with us and what would be useful for you, um, in terms of coaching in that way. If this episode was helpful, please share it with your friends and family members who could also use this information. Um, and we always, always, always appreciate you just being here, um, being here, listening, um, interacting with us over on Instagram. We are so appreciative of you being here and we are approaching our 50th episode and um, we couldn't have done it without you being here and listening to us. So thank you so much. And we will see you in our next episode. Have an amazing day. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.